my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. In today's gospel from Luke chapter 12, verse 49 to 53, Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism I must still receive, and how great is my distress until it is over. Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. The father divided against the son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Dear friends, is this, it appears contradictory for Jesus to say, for example, that he has not come to bring peace on earth, but division, since we know him to be the Prince of Peace. But before we come to that, he said to his disciples, I have come to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were blazing already. Jesus says he, he has come on this earth to bring fire. <laughs> Amen. Fire, fire. You know, dear friends, in the Old Testament, fire symbolizes the word of God as spoken by a prophet. You remember Jeremiah said, your word is like fire. When I don't even want to talk about it, it burns within me. Your word is like fire. But the word of God also signifies divine justice that purifies God's people by passing among them as fire to purify. In Malachi chapter 3 from verse 1, we see that also the word of God purifies. So I think in this context, I would like us to narrow down that way. Jesus is desiring that the fire of his love will so permeate and fill the whole earth and purify the whole earth of every filth, of everything that opposes God. The desire of Jesus is that the whole earth will be so full of his love, his fire. The love of God is like fire. He wants that love to so burn around and dispel every form of darkness and purify the earth and purify us also as human beings, his followers, so that we will be pure and radiate his love. You know, John the Baptist said of Jesus that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire in Luke 3 verse 16. He was foretelling the Christian baptism inaugurated on the day of Pentecost. Remember in Acts chapter 2 verse 3, we are told that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended as like tongues of fire on each of the apostles. The Holy Spirit descended as fire or like tongues of fire. So you see, and the Holy Spirit is the love of the Father. 
So Jesus, in this context, is referring to the love of the Father, the Holy Spirit. I've come to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already blessed. The wish of Jesus is that the whole earth be so full of the Holy Spirit, so much such that everything and anything that is opposing the will of God will be bent. And anything that wants to um, or obey and cooperate with the will of God will be purified to stand firm. That is what he is meaning. That is one of the meanings of what Jesus um, uh, is alluding to when he says, I have come to bring fire to the earth. The fire of Jesus is not to destroy us. It is to destroy evil, but rather to also purify us. It is meant to destroy evil and anything that is opposing the will of God for us as his children and for the world, so to speak. But it is meant to purify us. It is meant to enable us to warm us up. You know, fire also in the cold season, we need fire to be bold, to be courageous, to enjoy the weather. So the fire of the Holy Spirit also emboldens us. It makes us active. The fire of the Holy Spirit is to make us bold and to what? To make, to make us active. So in other words, Jesus is saying that I wish my disciples were bold. I wish my fire was on them so that they would be bold and courageous. Remember, in the upper room, the disciples were hiding, so to speak. But when they received the Holy Spirit, they became bold. And the people from, the, the people from who? They were running away. They now came out and faced them. And remember Peter, who was a coward even before a little girl, after receiving the fire of the Holy Spirit, so to speak, was now bold to speak before thousands of people. He who was afraid to declare Jesus before a small girl, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so to speak, was now bold enough to speak before thousands of people. So Jesus' desire is that Jesus couldn't wait to see the effect of the Holy Spirit on his disciples. He, couldn't, he, he was eager to see the effect and the action of the Holy Spirit on the earth. Jesus was eager. And no wonder he said, I will go and I will send you another comforter. And indeed, when he went, he sent the Holy Spirit. So take note, the fire of the Holy Spirit is meant to embolden us to purify us and to destroy evil. And that is the desire of God. Remember, in Romans 5 verse 5, we are told that the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So in other words also, Jesus was longing and desiring that this love of, the, of, of God, the Holy Spirit, be, be, be filled. I mean, we be filled with the Holy Spirit. The desire of Jesus was that, his wish was that we be filled with his Holy Spirit. And why would Jesus desire and, and wish that already the whole earth be filled with the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Simply because if all of us are so full of the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, what it means is that we all will be producing the fruit of the Spirit. And can you imagine a world so full of the, uh, of the fruit of the Spirit? So in other words, I have come to bring fire to the earth. And how I wish it were blazing already. Jesus is saying that I have come so that the whole world will be so full of the Holy Spirit. Will be so full of, this, of the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, Jesus' desire is that the world will be so full of love. 
patience, kindness, forgiveness, long-suffering, self-control, goodness, name them. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. So Jesus' desire is that the whole world will be so full of the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, he wants us to experience the love of God and share the love of God. He wants us to experience the goodness, the kindness of God and also show and exhibit these things to one another. He wants us to experience the forgiveness of God and also share forgiveness and let others experience our forgiveness also. He wants us to experience the long-suffering, the perseverance of the, of the Lord, so to speak, so that we also will persevere in times of trials and difficulties. That is what Jesus wants us to understand by, I have come to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were blazing already. In other words, Jesus wants each one of us and in fact, that's why he meant, he said, I will go, but I'll send you another helper. The Holy Spirit is for those who believe, Acts 5.32. The Holy Spirit is for those who are obedient to the Father. And so Jesus uh, meant the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for every Christian. And by virtue of our baptism and confirmation, so to speak, we each have the Holy Spirit. And that is the desire of God. He wants us to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us so that the whole earth will be full of the fire of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Holy Spirit. He wants to see us bold Christians. Friends, Christians should not be timid. You know, First Timothy says, the spirit God has given us is not one of fear. It is not one of timidity, but it is one of boldness and courage to enable us evangelize, to enable us spread and share the love of God. The spirit God has given us is not one of timidity. Fire of the Holy Spirit burns away cowardice. The fire of the Holy Spirit burns away coldness. The Christian, the Christian life is not a cold life. The Christian life is not a cold life. It's supposed to be a, 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 a life that is alive, so to speak. A life full of life. That is why Jesus came. I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. The Christian life is not a boring life. It is not a, a, a dull life. Jesus is not boring. The Holy Spirit is not boring. In fact, where the Holy Spirit is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. And the Lord is looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4. So the desire of God is that we be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can worship Him in spirit. Because God is spirit and He is looking for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Friends, when we worship in the flesh, it is not acceptable to God. We must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if Jesus says that I have come to bring fire to the earth, I have, my desire is that the whole world be so full of the Holy Spirit and his fire, so to speak. Jesus is saying that I want the whole world to worship me by the power of the Holy Spirit or in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want the whole world to worship me in spirit and in truth. I desire and I wish that it were already burning. I, I wish and desire that everyone is already worshiping me in the spirit, that everyone is worshiping me in spirit and in truth. That is the desire of God. That is the will of God. And that is what it means. That Jesus has come to bring fire to the earth. Jesus has come to bring true worship to us. So that we know true worship. To worship the Father in spirit and truth. Let us remember, God our Father doesn't just accept any worship at all. 
He accepts worship in spirit and in truth. And that is the desire of Jesus, that we worship him in spirit and in sincerity and in truth. And he goes on, do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? It contradicts, we know Isaiah prophesied that Jesus is the prince of peace. And one of the fruit of the spirit is also peace. So if Jesus, is an, if Jesus, who is the embodiment of the Holy Spirit, is telling us that he hasn't come to bring peace but division, what is he telling us? Friends, what Jesus is simply saying is that because of his truth, because of what he stands for as Jesus, and because of what we, his disciples, will stand for, you know, in the gospel acclamation, Jesus says, John 8, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will have the light of life. Anyone who follows me will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. So as we follow Jesus, we stand for his principles. We stand with and in and act based on his principles. Now, if we are two parties and one party doesn't want to cooperate with the grace of the Holy Spirit, and we also insist that we must cooperate with the grace of the Holy Spirit. You know, Amos 3.3 says, two people cannot work together unless they agree. So once there is this disagreement, because we stand for Christ and the world stands for the world, so to speak, how can there be peace when there is no agreement? So in a family, for example, if a mother-in-law is asking the daughter-in-law to do things that are contrary to the scriptures, for example, go and steal i'm just giving an example the mother-in-law tells the daughter-in-law to go and steal for example and the daughter-in-law says i will not do that there is misunderstanding already because the daughter-in-law refuses has refused to do what the mother-in-law is saying which is wrong or even the other way around if the daughter mother-in-law is asking the daughter-in-law to do the right thing and the daughter-in-law insists on doing the wrong things how can there be peace there will definitely be what division and that is what jesus is talking about that is what Jesus is calling us to also. So when Jesus says he has come to bring division, this is precisely what Jesus is talking about. Not that, I mean, this, this, this division is a necessary division. This division is a necessary division. It is a necessary division. Take note. It is a necessary division. As long as we want to walk according to the Holy Spirit, According to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we will meet opposition. And that is where Jesus is coming in. And that is what Jesus means when he says that he has not come to bring peace, but division. It is a necessary division. As long as we stand for Christ and others are opposed to him, friends, there will be that conflict. And that is what Jesus is talking about. And if you continue, um, he says, No, I tell you, but rather division for which I have come. For from now on, a household of five will be divided. Three against two and two against three. The father divided against the son. Son against father. Mother against daughter. Daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Also, for example, if a daughter-in-law is having problems of childbearing, for example, and maybe it's clear that if the problem is coming from, let's say, the, the, the husband, and the daughter, the mother-in-law is advising, for example, this uh, young lady to go outside the marriage and become pregnant and, and then so they can have a child. And the daughter-in-law says no. I mean, you can imagine there will be confusion. The daughter-in-law wants to do things right according to the Holy Spirit, and the mother-in-law wants her to do things wrongly by the world or by the flesh. 
So you see that there will be that conflict. And that is what Jesus is asking us to do. Friends, Jesus doesn't want us to compromise and pretend and say, let sleeping dogs lie. No. Friends, for true peace to prevail, we must let justice and the will of God to also prevail. And that is what Jesus is calling us to do. And if you take note of what the responsible psalm is saying, the Lord fills the earth with his love. Psalm 33. The Lord fills the earth with his love. And that is a confirmation of what Jesus is talking about in the gospel. I have come to bring fire to the earth. I have, I, my desire is that the whole earth be filled with my fire. And the responsible psalm says, the Lord fills the earth with his love. So what I've said already is that the Lord's desire or Jesus' desire is that the earth be so full of his love. That is what the responsible psalm is reminding us. The Lord fills the earth with his love. So that is the mind of Jesus and that is the will of the Father. And that is what St. Paul is talking about in the first reading. When he says that he is kneeling before God the Father and praying for every family on the earth. That we all will come to understand how deep and how wide the love of God is. Let me take it just briefly. Ephesians 3 from verse 14 to 21. But I'll take selected verse from verse, from verse 15. Out of his infinite glory, may God give you the power through his spirit for your hidden self to grow strong so that Christ may live in your hearts through faith and then planted in love and built on love, you will have you will all you with all the saints will have the strength to grasp the breadth and the length and the depth until you know the love of Christ which is beyond all knowledge you are filled with the utter fullness of God so you see St. Paul is talking about the love of the Father so dear friends as we go out today the desire of Jesus is that we let the fruit of the Holy Spirit be seen in our lives we talked about that, I think yesterday or two days ago about wearing or being dressed with the fruit of the Holy Spirit be dressed in the Holy Spirit we should be dressed with the fruit of the Holy Spirit that is precisely what Jesus is asking us to do he wants the whole earth to be so full of his love the fruit of the Holy Spirit we pray that indeed the prayer of St. Paul will be true for us and the prayer of St. Paul is that this is what I pray kneeling before the father from every family whether spiritual or natural it takes its name that out of his infinite glory may he give you the power through his spirit for your hidden self to grow strong so that christ may live in your hearts through faith and then planted in love and built on love you will you will with all the saints have strength to grasp the breadth and the length and the height and the depth until knowing the love of Christ which is beyond all knowledge you are filled with the utter fullness of God that is the prayer of St. Paul for us that we will be filled with the fullness of God and remember Romans 5 5 we have been filled our hearts the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is in us Jesus wants us to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit let us flood the whole earth our offices our, our families our workplaces 
Wherever we find ourselves, let us flood the whole area with the love of God, with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. For that is the desire and the wish of Jesus. The wish of Jesus is that we fill every corner with his love. We fill every corner with the fruit of the Spirit. We pray for this grace in this Mass. That's like our Mother Mary, who, who was so full of the Holy Spirit and bore the fruit of the Spirit, she will pray for us to do same. Amen. Remain blessed. Remain blessed and have a wonderful day.